Here we go. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And today is March the 15th, 2021. Yes, the year is moving along and we are we are little by little marching forth in, in this incredible um, opportunity that I think is this entire decade, the 2020s, which is a decade of seeing more clearly gaining perspective, gaining clearer vision, gaining the ability to see in hindsight. So I am very, very excited to bring to you somebody who is going to help you look forward even more by giving us a little glimpse into his past and how he got to where he is today. So Harrison, I am so excited that you are joining me. And one of the reasons I am excited to have you here on, on this program is because I've known you since you were a little tyke. You and my daughter, you know, knew each other in middle school. I guess that's where you met and yeah. and forged your friendship a little deeper through high school. That's when I remember seeing you a lot more um, at the house was through high school. And then you've gone on to build a life of your own, have a family, three kids, a business. And being my daughter's age, you know, 33, here you are with a beautiful story that I know is going to inspire people. And the reason I call this program Align with Lina is because I love to bring examples of people who have come to align with a higher power, whatever we call it, God, source, spirit, you know, creator, Buddha, Bambi, it doesn't matter what we call it. There is an infinite power that uh, we have to cultivate a relationship with. Otherwise, our lives become very unmanageable. So welcome, uh, first of all, and thank you for being here. So. Let, let's just start with you sharing a little bit about who you were before you began to realize that there's more to life than what you had been taught there was, especially growing up in East Cobb. Most kids in East Cobb have a general kind of a, a general idea of what this box looks like that you're supposed to uh, be when you grow up. So what was life like for you back then? Sure. Um, confusing. Um... I think it's safe to say that I've always really um, known that life shouldn't be as linear as we're told it is, um, but I never really knew which route to go down. It was always very tough for me to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I was always working. Um, I worked all through high school, um, attended church, grew up in the church, same church for 18 years, played in the worship band there. Um, but I never really, I never really had it nailed down. It, it was always a tough thing for me because, um, you know, I, I tried college. It didn't work for me, you know, and I don't think it works for everybody. But uh, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't grabbing me. I knew that there was, there's something else I was supposed to be doing, um, but I didn't know what it was yet. And I think uh, ultimately it ended up me being a dad, um, which is the greatest thing that ever happened to me and really turned my life around at that point. Um, I was young, I was 20 um, when I had my first one. Um, I'm, getting and, a little, uh, hold on a second. I'm getting a little background. Um, are you hearing that? It's it's probably the dogs, I apologize. We oh, oh okay. Um, since my mother-in-law moved in, she brought three to add to our two. So we, we've got a we've got a circus over here, but they're oh, good dogs okay. except right now when I need them to not be barking. Here they oh, are. Oh, okay. well, as long as we know what it is and not that we were getting some kind of an echo that we could correct, that is perfectly okay. Little puppy love is is wonderful. So I interrupted you. So yeah, so you, you like everybody, I know with Lauren, she was supposed to go do these things. While she was in high school, she did these things. Then she went to college and she did these things. And then she grew up and she did these things. And there was, you know, as, as parents, we, lay out what we're expecting for our children sure. and that doesn't give them a whole lot of room to be themselves. So then you became a dad and that changed everything for you. So how, how did that change? Because it changes well, it, everything. It made me understand that there was more that I needed to be doing. And of course that meant being a dad and taking responsibility, which I never really had to do before. It was, you know, I was living with my parents and I didn't have much uh, responsibility of my own at the time. And, and then, 
boom, you're a dad. It's like, okay, here's the ultimate responsibility. You gotta, you gotta keep this thing fed and alive and happy and turn them into a, a functioning adult. And, uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't change it. Um, it, it, it was an adjustment being so young, I think, because all of my friends, they didn't have kids yet. And, uh, you know, I just had to follow a different path, which was fine. You know, I, I actually got to a point where all my friends were graduating college and I'm now suddenly now I'm going back going, oh, gosh, was I was that what I was supposed to be doing or or, you know, whatever. But, but ultimately, it, it, um, uh, you know, fatherhood shaped me. Uh, it, it made me understand uh, that, that there is more to life than, um, you know, following our own path. It's not just about us. It's about how we interact with other people, especially our own uh, family that we've created. You know, it's it's uh, it's that's big. It's big. So what are some of the things that you realized as a father that your parents didn't have the consciousness to uh, help you understand or to provide the kind of environment for you to discover some of these things about yourself. So in other words, I, I know that I went through a big transformation when I began my awakening. Lauren, as you know, is eight years older than Spencer, my birth children, and Tony adopted in the middle. But when Lauren was born, I had the old unconscious belief system, you know, Christian, and this is what you do. And this is how life unfolds. I grew up Catholic, even though I didn't practice Catholicism, I practiced Christianity. You know, we went to Fellowship Bible Church, and we did a little stint um, at a couple of other local churches in East Cobb. But pretty much fellowship was it more non-denominational, but there was a there was a specific path. And then when Spencer was born, eight years later, I was a different person. I had began my my awakening. So I began to be more conscious of acknowledging that I had a divine being who was whole, perfect, and complete in front of me, that my work wasn't to tell it what to do and mold it. My work was to allow it to bloom. Sure. Um, so so I definitely was a very different mom with Lauren than I was with Spencer. How how did you as becoming a dad see your parents and then from that be informed as to how you wanted to parent? Well, it really came down to me uh, possibly earlier than most realizing how much my parents had actually done for me uh, in raising me, which you know, it was crucial. I'm, I am uh, very much so 50, 50, uh, you know, in, in traits and uh, characteristics, mannerisms, both my mom and my dad, um, which is crazy. But, you know, my parents divorced when I was nine or 10 and it, and it was a little bit chaotic, you know, I don't just for me, because it was like, Oh, I'm going to dad's this weekend, but nothing really changed aside um, or as far as, you know, how they parented me, um, you know, something that I always give them credit for is they, they let me, uh, they let me make my own mistakes. I think that was probably the best possible thing they could do for me. And, um, you know, nothing major, but, um, you know, if, if uh, I failed one way, it would always be some sort of life lesson. And, and I think that's, that's huge. Um, People need to learn, and and sometimes the best way to learn is by making mistakes, you know. And and that's how I parent my kids. Um, my my kids are very smart. They're very smart children, um, and I I just try to be the best best dad I can be, really. And, and it's kind of a reflection of how my my parents parented me growing up. Um, you know, we we didn't always go to church. Um, we we've actually just recently started going to church, and my kids are old enough now that they've never really seen it. But the last, you know, decade was um, just an odd, like floating period where even my wife and I were still trying to figure out where we were spiritually. And, um, you know, we, we made it, you know, uh, which is great. Like there's, there's, there's peace in our hearts now where um, it kind of felt empty, like within ourselves, we knew, um, we we could achieve a, a level of peace together, my wife and I. Um, but now uh, the missing link is there, and that link is uh, undoubtedly God. Uh, that there's no other way around it. I mean, it was 
just this last year alone, just, you know, seeing how the world works and um, putting the pieces together, um, something was always missing. And it, and it uh, came down to my wife and I, you know, just giving, giving our hearts up and saying, all right, there's more to this. And, you know, God, we need you. You know, we, we need your, your peace in order to uh, feel fulfilled. There's no way we can fulfill ourselves on our own. So tell me about that that journey to finding God. I know for me, like I said, I grew up Catholic, but I, I was the kind of Catholic where it, it was just convenient for grandmother and my dad, who were the primarily the Catholic ones, to let me know what what to do, right or wrong, and and you're a sinner if you do this, and you're you're a good person if you do that. Maybe you'll go to heaven if you do this, and you're going to go to hell if you do that. So right. I I didn't really grow up with with the teachings of the church per se, more with that fear of, you know, the good God and the bad God, the punishing God and the, and what I came to realize through my journey is that when my mom passed away, I began to feel this fear of, of hell because I knew my mom and based on what I've been told about, you know, sinners and saints, she was definitely a sinner. And I, I knew, okay, based on everything I, I was taught as a child, she's going to go to hell. And that activated an incredible fear in me. And that began my journey to find out wh- what really is on the other side. And through reading books about people who had near-death experiences and going into the light, I realized, oh, no, what, what is on the other side is absolutely beautiful. And then I, I read books of people had past life experiences and it was like oh so there's life before there's life after that means life is a circle and that that began Mm -hmm. to take me down this path of questioning everything that we have been taught about uh, life and I started studying other philosophies like Hinduism and Buddhism that are very deliberately speak of reincarnation and once I got into the flow of accepting reincarnation as a truth because it, I had to train my mind to accept that as reality because it was not my reality. So yeah. I had to readjust my thinking and I began to experience a level of peace that allowed me to come to know this incredibly loving creative source. For a long time, I couldn't call it God because I, I had a big issue with God. So I, I called it spirit, creator, um, uh great spirit source but now i'm very comfortable it is god actually in my communications with it it told me that to call it an acronym which is g-s-e-l god is the source of the energy of love g-s-e-l jesel so when i have my conversations with jesel for me it is reminding me of the love that it has for me for all of us and my work was to align with that which is why i call this program that was to align with that power, that truth. And from there, I am fed. And when I am fed from that source, how I show up in the world is so different now. So, so different. So tell me about your experience in coming to know God. Because I have a distinct God before my awakening started and in my version of God since. Right. You're absolutely right. I think I followed a similar path and thought process there. Um, Really, it was... Long story short, you know, I grew up in the church and it was, you know, here we are at church. I play in the worship band and um, I leave and I go do whatever. You know, it's like I never really carried church with me outside of church. Um, it didn't it just didn't feel like something I that was natural to me, I guess. And now it does. And I'll get to that really in a second. Um, but but the circle, you're absolutely right with the circle. I mean. Once you start asking the right questions, uh, it can take you down a path um, to uh, higher consciousness. Um, and and I'm, of course, still on that journey. I'll be on that journey for the rest of my life. But uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, I like being the guy that asks a lot of questions. It, it takes me to places that get me outside of, uh, you know, the linear norm that most people were used to. Um, but but you're right. It was like a light switch. Um, but but outside of the church, you know, for the last decade or so, um, my wife and I didn't know what we were doing. Um, 
but but we knew that there were uh, energies. There are energies among us. There's no doubt. I feel them. You feel them. And I would say everybody feels them, whether they realize what it is or not. Everyone is capable of um, of of feeling this energy. It's it's very obvious. You can walk into a room and and know uh, know the crowd just just from feeling it. You know, you're like, okay, we're gonna have a good time. Everybody's it's positive in here. It feels good. And you know, likewise, you can walk into a negative situation, and and your gut will say, you don't need to be here. You need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's apparent, you know, it, it became very apparent to me and I didn't know what to do with those energies. Um, you know, we were doing um, like like tarot for a little while, which is great. Um, I think it really helps you find answers within yourself, yeah. which is a great step in moving towards uh, the greater understanding of what these energies are. And, you know, and that's what I was calling them was energies or the positive energy and the negative energy. And, um, you know, what it boils down to now is the positive energy is is God in essence, you know, and the negative energy is 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 Satan. Um, and, and there's really I don't have a better way to put it than that. Well, let me share my perspective on that. Sure. Uh, and to me, all of it is energy and all of it, as I was shown, all of it is God and what we call Satan or what we would call the devil is the the places where we have shut God out, yes. where we have, because there's only light, there's no source of darkness, there's only light. So darkness is the absence of light. So Satan, evil became the absence of love, the absence of God, the absence of light. So what I began to, to experience, as you're saying, but it's all energy, whenever there was that, that dense and un- dis- or uncomfortable situations, I was entering spaces where people were operating with more of their own egoic thinking, human thinking, and less mm-hmm. or none of the God thoughts, the the that light. So I I grew up thinking that Satan was this this thing, but I what brought so much peace to my heart and uh, helped me see that everybody, everybody can shift, everybody can come back into the light was the recognition that it's just an absence of God. We have to Mm -hmm. let God in. We have to let the light of truth in. We have to let that love in. So that's how I began to reconcile that whole Satan thing in my head because I didn't like that. It didn't resonate because for me, it wasn't true. Uh, It it made sense that any any spot of darkness in me where evil thoughts can occur. Mm -hmm. And if you take evil, it's the same letters as veil. So evil is I've put a veil across my eyes and I have blocked myself from the light of truth. So I just wanted to throw that in there because that's my perspective. Um, so anyways, for what it's worth. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, I'm still, uh, still rounding all this out. And that's, that's a fantastic perspective that, you know, I think I've adopted as well. Um, well, it helps me not judge. It, I, I became sure. a student of A Course in Miracles, and A Course in Miracles says God does not judge its creation because get, God gave its creation free will. And whatever we create, whether it's naughty or nice, that's up to us. But God sees us all as the prodigal sons and daughters that will will receive the same welcome uh, when we cross the, the human veil and return back into our infinite nature. It, through the process of, of um, you know, what we call the death experience here. And that helped me tremendously in the Course in Miracles, stop judging people. And like Jesus did on the cross, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If they're blocking right. God, they don't know the goodness that is available to them if they allow themselves to have a relationship with Absolutely. the creative source that would mm-hmm. infill them with love and joy and creativity. Um, so tell me about your experience with with God? Um, well, it's just like a light switch, you know, um, as, as, um, as I asked more questions, uh, it, it really almost be- was like a vision, um, where I could see all the, 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 um, materials of, of the earth, uh, like a, like a balance, you know, there, there is absolutely a balance to life. 
Um, and, and obviously I try to maintain that line. Um, but I, but I can see, um, I can see God in, in everything around us. You know, there's, um, no other way to put it other, other than everything that we see, touch, tangible, intangible, God has, God is, has created it. I mean, there, that's, that's the best way I can uh, describe it. Yeah. Yeah, there is. It, it, sometimes it's hard to describe these things, um, but we use words the best that we can to to certainly uh, offer description and, and leave some clues for anybody who sure. who is listening. How did your your relationship with um, organized religion, how did that shift? Because for me, it got to the point that I just could not go back to um, traditional religion, to hear of a punishing God when I had come to discover no, the God of love, the God that there is no, no anger, there's no judgment, there is only God knows her energy and we're just playing with that energy. So how we choose to play with the energy here is, is for us to work it out here. Mm -hmm. And the more we connect with God, the nicer we're gonna to be to one another. So it's all dependent on our alignment with God or lack of that alignment. So to go to organized religion that primarily spoke of a punishing God, you know, both, adding both, and then talking about Jesus as, as if you don't accept Jesus and you can't be saved. And Course in Miracles is channeled by Jesus. And Course in Miracles, Jesus says, hey, I am just like you. I am a child of God. I, I want you to see me as a brother. I want you to see me as a friend. And let me say to you now what I said back then. And that is, you don't need laws outside of God's laws. And God's laws are that you love one another. So right. here, here's this massive book that is just helping to read train my mind to become just singularly focused on being a loving being, on loving my brothers and sisters, on extending compassion and kindness and forgiveness. And that that changed my relationship with the church. I couldn't go to a church that was judgmental and and uh, made itself more special than others or or I, I just couldn't do that. The judgment in the church that at least the ones that I was going to was too much. So then I started going to non-denominate, well, not even that spiritual centers like Unity or the Spiritual Living Center. And then I began to find in there more of an understanding of God is, is a um, is source, is spirit, is energy. So that began to give me a whole different perspective that was more in alignment. And even that now is not fulfilling just because of, you know, just where I am today. But my relationship shifted. So, and now you're going back to church. So, tell me, how did your relationship change when the light switch went off from before up until now, until be, you started going back? I, I want to use that as a separate conversation. Your reason to go back, but how about from the light switch moment up until recently? Sure. So, recently, um, you know, we, we've been back a few times. I think we're. Um, really trying to implement the structure uh, and the fellowship into our children um, that's involved with being a church. Um, you know, for the 18 years that I attended and was even playing in the worship band, I, I felt like I was just, you know, entering a building and going and playing drums for, you know, an hour and a half. And then I was, I was done, you know, it, it never really, never really clicked with me then, but, you know, now as we, um, enter the doors and actually get to hear live music and, and, uh, you know, feel the, the positive energy from the other people around us, which is huge, huge for me. I need to be around people. Um, but people, uh, of, um, similar, uh, mind, you know? Um, so as of late, it's, it's been nice to go and, and feel, um, it's one of those other feelings you can't describe where you walk in and you're like, I'm supposed to be here. You know, yeah. I need to be here right now, but now I can take the message and expand on it myself at home. And I think that's the biggest part that, that I can take away now is being able to internalize what I'm hearing and, um, 
using whatever the message was to apply in some form or fashion in my own life, um, just really to, um, you know, the end goal is, is to be a light. And that's, that's really what I want, light and love. Um, and, and, and now I feel it, whereas I didn't feel it before. So, um, so you know, take, yeah, take me through that process of allowing yourself to feel that light and amplify it. Because for me, it was a process. And you know, I had this encounter with the divine that that helped blow my mind. But then I still had my old egoic, egoic thoughts and I had my own habits that I had to to move through and break down. What was that process like for you? And again, you walked into a building where you probably just went there because you like playing drums and you, they let you play drums. Sure. So you were doing something you loved. From that empty building kind of an experience to not going there and then having your own journey, what, what were some of the things that you had to reconcile in your mind about yourself, life, church, what, whatever it might have been? It's a hard question. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how to answer it right now. Honestly, that's all right. That's okay. Um, I'm not a judgmental person. I've all, I've always been a very uh, inclusive person. I love everybody. If you're a person, I love you. Um, so that that has that has always been me. Um, but now I have, um, now I'm able to, to back that with the love of God and be able to show that in what I do instead of me just being a, a good person. Now I'm a good person in the image of God. And I think that it shows differently, honestly. I think people can tell. Um, and it really opens a door um, and a conversation with people that may not know God. Um, you know, people have told me I'm too nice, you know, and that's kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I just try to live, uh, I just try to live as a, as a, as a good human being, but now uh, as in the image of God, you know, and I think, again, I think people can see that. Um, it, it definitely shines a different light when, when you have that energy behind you, helping you. I completely agree. And the way that process, I'll share a little bit about how it was for me, is I had lived my life up up until the time when I began to, to make peace with God and realize and discover the God that I was experiencing that was communicating with me directly. So when I began to have that, that intimate relationship, it began to highlight all of the ways in which I wasn't that really unconditionally loving person. I had lots of conditions in, in my mind, you know, I'll be nice if you do this and I'll, I'll come back if you do that. And my kids, if you eat this, you can have that. If you, you know, make mommy happy and clean up your room. And what I began to realize is that my mind was filled with conditions for me to extend kindness and love and, and compassion. Sure. Even though people who knew me uh, before my awakening would say, oh, my gosh, Lana, you were just so helpful. You were so involved and you did so many things for the community. I did. And, and yes, those things had merit. But in the background, there was always this voice attempting to use everything for self-serving purposes. How is this going to make me look good? How is this going to get my kid ahead? How is this going to, you know, if I'm if I'm serving in the PTA, am I going to make sure I get the good teacher versus the the teachers that nobody wanted? Um, if I am participating in this fundraiser, is this going to um, do something for this charity that I like? Because I don't, you know, that that one's not my charity. There was always something in the background that was comparing and doing to get. And what I began to realize is that that was a very insecure self. Me, I was very insecure and I didn't really understand why, because I projected this sense of confidence that I always thought I had. Mm -hmm. But when the breakdown began to happen, I wasn't confident. I really was scared. I mm -hmm. was attempting to use the world to give me a sense of purpose and give me a sense of worth. And 
my journey, my awakening was to remember that my worth and my purpose came because God exists in me. The kingdom of heaven is in me. So I don't need to do anything. I don't need to give anything or, or attempt to protect. Um, so the giving and getting or the giving to get and or protecting what I thought was mine, that that's what took a couple years, but eventually it began to dissolve so that the presence that is there is more and more and more mm -hmm. without needing to, to there's no getting there's because what, what can I get from anybody else that God doesn't have, hasn't already given me right. because now my priorities, my values have nothing to do with worldly possessions that, that to mm -hmm. me, yes, I need that. Cause I've got to get the, the dollar so that I can pay the rent. And that that's a whole different conversation. What the world has done. Um, and I definitely want to get to that with you but I could not shift my perception about the outer world until I got myself internally straight with God. Right. It was a big shift for me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how conditional I was <laughs> until I started um, really feeling God loving me unconditionally. That's when I began to feel what that was. Right. Well, there's definitely that line. Um, where you know i think it's natural in everybody to feel like they need to do things to get to boost them themselves whether whether it's for personal gain or you know some sort of ego backed type scenario um i've recognized that i recognize that early i think uh and so i just do good because i like to do good um yeah, life is good. I don't know. I just it just feels right to do the right thing. I don't. I, I can't explain it. It just feels natural for me to uh, treat everyone how I want to be treated. That's the golden rule, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that coming to that place of recognizing that for myself is when I began to pay attention to what was going on in the world for quite a while. I, I couldn't really focus on the outer world. I was so focused on what was happening internally uh, that I, I was just doing the best that I could in my own mind to be a good citizen. But once I began to come inside and know the truth of who I am, my perspective about the outer world began to take, you know, center stage i began to pay attention to what was going out sure. there and i was having i was having what i'm going to call my conversations with jesus and and being reminded of what a warrior jesus was what an activist mm -hmm. jesus was peaceful like martin luther king jr but an activist right. nonetheless or like gandhi what are some of the things that you have noticed in about the world since obviously becoming a father but more importantly because to me it's not so much about the being a parent, it is about having God inside and being guided, being in alignment with that that moral compass inside. What are some of the things that you're observing about the world now that you've got little children? I've got a grandson coming in a couple of months, and I became very clear that this world that it that we're operating inside of is a world that can be corrected. But the corrections require inner corrections first, as Absolutely. within, so without. Absolutely. So, so what are your thoughts about the world that and things that you're observing that you would like to change from that godly centered place for the benefit of your children and, and my grandchildren? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you're spot on. Um, I am an observer, uh, which I think is a good quality. Uh, I know when to shut up and um, observe and take in a scenario to, uh, you know, form, form an opinion. Um, but also being an observer means that I pick up on patterns, um, pretty easily, uh, which is good. Um, but I wasn't aware. Um, I guess I, I had, I had a, um, a small awareness of, of the things that are occurring in, you know, um, movies or or the music industry um that eventually it was just like wait okay some there's something something's going on here this is all manufactured 
And I feel like it's manufactured in, in a, intentionally to um, pull, pull us away from God. I mean, there's, there's too much sex on TV. There's, you know, you know, these violent video games are crazy and, and the, the age ratings for these things are going down and down and down. And now you've got six year olds playing shooting games. And like over time, little bits of that can shape us. And if you're, if that's happening from all directions and really anything that's, you know, controlled by uh, anyone other than myself or you or anyone that I know, you know, I got to question it. Um, what's, what's the motive behind this? And that goes to me asking all these kinds of questions. Um, I, I want to know uh, where it came from. I want to know what it is. I want to know why. I want to know how it works. Um, and that really helps me to pick out things that I feel aren't conducive to us growing closer to God. Um, I mean, I, we're, we are strongly considering um, homeschooling. Um, and I and I don't like to say that, but uh, I think that the public education system has changed a lot. And um, some of the things that they're being taught or even force fed uh, just don't seem right to me you know my intuition says this this is going in a weird direction here you know you need to reevaluate um but that is just, yeah but that is what aligning with source back to your original comment that you energetically begin to feel the distinction the difference between that which is of light and that which is of darkness that which is yes. of expansion and that which is contraction because right. the more that we are pulled into and i totally saw that with my children the that i as a busy mom who had been conditioned to go out there work 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 make money and get the bigger suv and get the vacation house and place in the mountains all these things I was so busy getting, 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 getting to get ahead mm -hmm. to become somebody because I didn't know that I was a divine child of God. I was willing to put my kids in front of the television and, mm -hmm. you know, in television is to tell a vision. They, the, the systems were deliberately, because that's how it works, mm -hmm. deliberately programming my children with a vision that, that somebody wants them to have, not my own. And me, in my busyness to create a vision for myself and my family and whoever was looking at the external side of, of who we were, uh, telling them a vision of who I was, I wasn't paying attention to what was going into my kids' heads. And it, it was absolutely one of those things that if I had to do it all over again, I would, I would homeschool immediately. I, it, yeah. it would have just been a, a given. I would have stopped chasing money, chasing you know the latest SUV. I would have totally gotten my priorities straight, but my priorities were not straight because I was operating in the conditioning of, of the hamster wheel and chasing, chasing, becoming and getting and protecting, not, not, and let, let's get right down to it. You've got three, three little ones under the age mm -hmm. of 12, as close to being connected to God as you can be. The younger you are, the more you are the essence of God, the less programming is in your mind that comes to you from the outer right. world. What is it that you believe God wants to do through us when we come in as children? Absorb, learn, um, but not the way that it's presented to us now. I mean, it's it's overwhelming how easy it is to access any form of media right now. I mean, they've made it as simple as log in, you know, and you've got hours and hours and hours that you can sit and binge watch and do zero uh, thinking or or uh, anything productive. Um, you're stripped of your productivity. Um, I, I don't watch TV. Um, I do watch the Braves. You know, they let me down every year, but you know, um, I'm, I'm not, I don't need it. You know, I don't need TV. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather, you know, woodwork or, you know, do something productive uh, with my hands because I'm a doer and I, I'm a tinkerer. And I like, again, I like to know how stuff works and why it works and um, stuff like that. But, you know, our, our 
our kids are so vulnerable. Their their brains are just so they're they're taking in everything at a very rapid rate. Um, and and if you are supplying them negativity over and over and over again, guess what? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be negative. They're gonna oh, have yeah. that. Yeah. They're gonna have that. That's gonna be instilled in them. And and alternatively, if you're uh, if you're um, uh, giving them, uh, you know, optimism and and uh, hope and and love, they're gonna take that. And yeah. and I think it's really on us to to um, l- limit what they're exposed to. Um, yeah. I I came to the realization for me that kids were not here so much to learn as they were to teach uh, because I discovered that when my kids were left to their own devices, not not entertained by the, the boob tube, they were bringing out paintings, ideas, yeah. creativity. They were they were teaching me new games. They were making up stuff. Their imagination was extending. It's one of the things I, I learned from The Course in Miracles is that God extends. And when we are not in alignment with God, we contract. So to me, the, the what has happened to humanity is our minds have been filled with information that has contract us. It closes us down. That's mm-hmm. why there's so there's so much depression in, in middle age, not middle age, in middle school, uh, the younger and younger and younger getting depressed because they we lose touch with that creative aspect that wants to give, wants to feel its sense of purpose, its sense of worth through the extending. And yes, there's a level of learning, but the learning is not to tell them who they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do, but rather give them information that allow that that guides them. Mm-hmm. So it's really more of a guidance, if you will. And if they have a propensity for math or a propensity for science, then guide them towards those things, but not not let the mind be so filled of mostly useless nonsense. And right. that blocks us. To me, that is what is evil. That is, if there was anything evil, is the deliberate blocking of the light of each and every one of us. And mm-hmm. then we have to go through these awakenings to to remove all those blocks to to finding that light that is already inside of us. I mean, we sang, you sang, you probably play the drums in your church while people sang this little light of mine, you know, I'm here to let it shine. But how do we block it with all that external crap that gets put into our heads from from useless information, useless, you know, food with hardly any nutritional value air that is so polluted and you know we music that that is is not of the frequency of a divine child of god so there's a lot of of um just cleansing that is happening and i'm seeing in the world right now we're coming to a major I think we're seeing a clash of what is godly and what is not basically in front of us where we have right. to make a choice and stand up for what is in alignment with source. So what are the things that you're seeing that in you, from your perspective that you want to see corrected to be more in alignment with what you know is true for the benefit of your children, of course? If if a government has enough power to uh, tell us to, you know, wear a mask or get vaccinated or, you know, whatever, they have enough power to tell us to eat healthy or or be more strict about what goes into our food or be more strict about what's shown on our TVs, because this didn't happen overnight. You know, this was over time. And um, it's really a shame to to even from when I was a kid, see how different these shows are, even though it was still occurring then, um, you know, just watching some of the, some of the um, shows that are on, you know, Nickelodeon or Disney channel, they throw these little things in there, just these little bits. And if you take it to a, if you took it there, what's it going to hurt to take it a little further next time? And that's kind of where it's going is it's making these kids adults earlier than they're supposed to be. Um, It's crazy. I I want my kids to be kids. And so, of course, their TV time is extremely limited and their video game time is extremely limited. And I get 
I get a little flack for that from other people like, oh, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? But I think there needs to be um, more responsibility on our part to, uh, you know, expose these patterns and these little quips that they put in our TV shows and and show that it's not okay. It happened now, but it's it's that it's happening over and over again over a little bit of time, and they're absorbing that. You know, it's like they're making things that shouldn't be funny, funny, and things that are crude. Uh, they're making those funny to make them not as crude, but now they now they know it. Once they're exposed to it, you'll never forget it. And that's how a brain works, kind of like a kind of like a hard drive. It's always it's always there. That information is always there, um, and and it it's not going to go away. Yeah, but you know, I, I didn't stand up as a parent. I didn't do anything about that as a parent. I was so busy during my parenting years especially with Spencer doing my own inner work. I literally went inside for, for I'm going to say almost a decade of, of just going on that journey, doing my therapy, attending workshops and reading and studying and, and really turning myself inside out because I had to do what, what you were talking about. Once the, that programming goes in your mind, it's, it's like hardwired, but it's still programming. You can reprogram, you can delete sure. a program. Sure. But the thing is that most of this programming that we're receiving from mass media is, is our viruses. Mm -hmm. they, they are designed to corrupt the mind. Um, for example, you were talking about if the government can tell us to wear masks and, and take a vaccine, they could easily, very easily design things for well-being, tell people to go outside. But you know why they don't do that, don't you? You don't make much money no. in telling people to grow their own food or go outside and get some some oxygen or right. or exercise even by walking. There, there's there's not money to be made there. There's money to be made in getting people sick and then giving them pills or or selling them gym memberships. There's money there or videos on how to get fit. So there is a a process by which when we begin to understand our God given truth. We activate a well-being and a desire for everything that is holy and healthy. Yes. And that is, to me, part of the programming that we're receiving is to block that and to become sedentary, you know, couch potatoes that are fed foods without no nutritional value. I mean, anything that comes from a package pretty much has no nutritional value. Right. So to, to be able to keep the parents who are working and busy with the busy, busy lives, everything is prepackaged. And then the television time comes in as a babysitter when mom, dad need a couple of minutes to unwind after a long, stressful day of making money. It's all about this getting, 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 getting. Yep. Got somewhere to go. We got to get there. We got to go do this. Got to get your clothes, get your shoes, get your purse, get your this, get your dad, get the paycheck. Get... Ay, 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 ay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. you know? It just exhausts us. And, you know, I, I just loved so much of what you were posting more so last year because we we are at a crossroads as a humanity yes you're right definitely a crossroads but you know i i can feel the energy shift there are, there are more and more finally figuring it out and um that's it it's one of those things you can't explain but you can feel it you know um which is great and and Facebook is tough for me. You know, I don't spend a lot of time on, on social media and I just felt like I needed to say something. And if one person got something out of it, cool. I did my job, you know, and I had to take, I had to take some hits with that from people that entirely disagreed with what I'm, what I was saying, even though, um, it to me, it was very, um, um, simple logic to understand, you know, it's, it wasn't anything, uh, you know, it wasn't super opinion based, I don't think, but, but some people just, they want, they argue just because they want to argue with you and they, they heard it on the TV and, and I'm wrong, you know, and yeah. they're right. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Who am I? You know, who am I? I'm just a guy um, that likes to think freely and uh, I will take everything I hear on the TV with a grain of salt, but some people just don't have the ability to do that. And that's what I pray for is people to find it within themselves to think for themselves and make 
decisions that better themselves and people around them. I mean, it's so much easier to exude positivity than to, uh, you know, be a jerk and, and argue with people about really minuscule things just to me is so bizarre. It, it is. But that's because we've been conditioned to believe things without questioning them. The critical thinking has gone out the window the last oh, couple of decades. Yeah, it's and, and we have to uh, want to have critical thinking back, which is why censorship is so rampant right now. Yep. And people are accepting, you know, it, it surprises me, adults my age, you know, and I'm going to be 60 this year. It's adults with six decades on this planet mm -hmm. who think it's okay to censor something. I'm like, right. do you not understand the freedom of speech? Do you not understand what this country is founded on? Once you can't have a different opinion, um, then we all have to agree with the same opinion. Otherwise, it's yeah. then you're out. You're if you're mm -hmm. not agreeing, you're out. So this lack of respect has been cultivated through the indoctrination of of humanity. So let's talk about what you're sensing. Yes, I feel like you. There, the tide is shifting. I feel it. I feel it. There's a lot of good coming. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell me, what are you sensing is coming? Even, even don't worry. Even if that's not exactly how it's going to be, we have a sense. Share your sense, and then I'll share my sense. Sure. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's me coming of age, and some of my friends coming of age. I'm not sure. Um, as we get a little more life experience, I know not everybody's going to figure it out. Some people live in a bubble, and that's that's what they want. Um, but I I just know I just I'm back to observing and noticing uh, how people are acting, and and uh, I feel like a lot more people should be frustrated out in public or or be you know um, inherently angry from being stuck in their homes, and I I'm not seeing it right now. I think one of the big things, um, and and you know, stop me if you need to, but uh, the 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 race thing is silly to me. I think it's this is the media just giving us a story to uh, increase their ratings. I have no problem with. I've, I don't think I've ever had a, a interaction with uh, someone of a different race that was negative. You know. I just don't understand it. I could go anywhere and have a conversation with anybody and it just be a conversation with somebody. You know, it's like it it bothers me that that again I feel like things are being manufactured to stir up emotions and that's how you uh control the masses is through fear and uh manipulation of emotions. And uh, I'm just not buying it, you know, but but I like to see um some people being a little more open-minded now. Um, again, there's still going to be that group that just are going to fight you till the end. Um, but that's how it is, you know. Um, yeah. But one of the things that is so key is is we, we've got to put this this light of God out in action. We've got sure. to of course. participate and be educated about what's happening. A big eye opener for me through these last couple of elections was to see how how elections are manipulated, how the yeah. will of the people really hasn't been honored for decades. You know, understanding what's been going on is really, really fascinating, telling us that the corruption is over there in those third world countries, but beginning to see that it is here and having, again, because, you know, you're kept so busy trying to get, get, get and protect what you've got that the parents are have been exhausted and seems like the only ones that have time have extra time on their hands or weren't even interested in what was going on and those who didn't really have the time didn't have the time to really do something about it right so it is a time of great opportunity for us to get more involved i know i'm paying more attention to what my representatives are doing and i'm calling and Me i'm too. emailing and i'm mm -hmm. and i am like I won't say in their faces, but because I, I just don't feel that that need to do that anymore. But definitely on top of what's happening and and being very deliberate about who it is that I'm going to throw my my vote behind my participation. But more importantly, looking at what if you follow the money, it is amazing oh, yeah. because that is the first thing 
that we will worship when we're not worshiping God. That's why in the Old Testament, it says you can only have one master, money or God, one or the other. You cannot have both as your masters. And but the beautiful thing is once you connect with God and you discover that there's no need for lack, you stop chasing money. Money doesn't become the thing right. that you want. Therefore, your decisions are not compromised from that perspective. You can't be bought. You're, you can't sell your soul. Correct. And that is definitely say a little bit more about that as, as we wrap up our conversation that what what it is that you've discovered along those lines. Yeah, I mean, the older I get, the less I care about money. I mean, my my the best uh, use of my time is is uh, with my my family and 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 I don't I don't need stuff. You know, people like stuff. I don't need stuff. Uh, I just need uh, some quality time with my kids. You know, they make they give me the ultimate happiness, uh, um, earthly happiness. Um, they're my babies. Uh, I, I love watching them grow. And it's, you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about how much you can uh, learn about yourself by w just watching your kids and how they act and what they do. And uh, so far, I think I've done a pretty good job. I got some good kids. Um, what what is something you've learned about yourself? Um, I'm I can be uh, spontaneously impatient for no reason. You know, it's like if I'm tired or grumpy. Uh, I can be exceptionally irritable, and and sometimes I can see that in them. Not not, and I don't mean just because they're kids and that's how they get when they're tired. I mean um, they're. Uh, when you watch their mannerisms and you're like, holy cow, I do that. <laughs> you're like, wow, they're really learning a lot from me. And and that puts a lot into perspective about how parenting works in general and, uh, and, and how you are, are legitimately shaping their minds and you have the ability to create uh, wonderful individuals or little hellions, you know, it's, <laughs> Oh, so you know, kids are funny. Kids are funny. Kids are absolutely funny. Yes. And there's so much that um, I learned about myself from my kids as, as you have. So let's wrap up our conversation, Harrison, which has been so delightful and offer a message to parents out there from your perspective, from your connection to God, from what you're attempting to want to do with your three children, where they're still so young, all, all three, let's see, under the age of 12, 12, 10, and six, what, um, what bit of advice would you share with parents from your consciousness? Pay attention. Uh, pay attention to what your kids are doing. Um, we're going to go back to... Uh, you know, the ease of access to all these things that are intentionally, in my opinion, built to uh, remove the light from our lives and, and what I do uh, see as the veil. Uh, but you can lift the veil. Um, watch what they're doing. Um, God is love. Uh, there's no shame in that, in saying that ever. Uh, God is love. Be, be a light. And and uh, just just love people. I don't know. It's uh, it's just it comes so easily to me. And when I see people that have a hard time with that, it I know it's hard for me to fathom because it comes so naturally to me. But um, love your kids. You know, watch what they're watch what they're taking in because it's important. And if we don't change uh, what they're being exposed to. Um, the the energy shift might go the wrong way, <laughs> but I'm going to make sure it doesn't. You know, that's my mission is to make sure it stays on track uh, in a positive way. Well, one thing that I do remember about you when you were, you know, in middle school, there was always a beautiful light in you. And I, it was so easy to spot in Lauren's friends, those who really just had that genuine, and you guys kind of gravitated towards one another. We had a good group. Yeah. For a reason. Yes, absolutely. And so it does not surprise me when, when you complete our conversation with, you know, love, love each other. And yes, it comes easy to you because that is what we are naturally. 
So thank you so much for sharing your presence and your time with us. And um, Anita, thank you for for watching. And the rest of you who were there, not not a whole lot of chit chat today, but that's okay. I guess they were just listening. So Harrison, thank you so much for being you. Thank you for being a light, uh, you know, shining your light. And with that, I will say goodbye and we will see you on the next episode of Align with Lina. And as always, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And, and just know that in my heart, I just want to expose as many ordinary people who just like you, just like me, we're doing the best we can to align with the truth of, of who we are. And that is that each and every one of us is a child of God. We are made in the image of that which is loving, creative, and its goal is to extend that's what infinity is about. That's why it's not finite. We are here to extend the glory that we have discovered. Thank you, Harrison. And thank you, everybody. And with that, I say goodbye. Thanks so much.